Hey, um, damn, I'm so awkward in these, y'all. I apologize. Hey, everybody. Hello. Hey, um. Uh, everybody i'm trying not to say i'm um, a lot because it's kind of annoying but if you're watching on first of all you came back you clicked on this episode whether it's your first episode or your third or fourth one you clicked on it and i do want to say thank you because most people usually just skip it i don't blame them though i mean look at me they usually just skip it, but thank you for watching and thank you for listening. My name is Dana Fira and I am your host of The Spot. The Spot is a weekly podcast where I just sit down on a chair with a microphone and talk and complain. So thank you for coming back. If you haven't already, can you please make sure to subscribe to the YouTube and to follow us on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. Because we post, well, I post every Wednesday. You know, when I'm not being lazy. Um, So, how did you guys like the first three episodes? Is it that's out already? Is it three or two? I don't know. I don't know. Y'all know more than me. How are you guys liking those episodes I was very nervous. So today, the day I'm recording this is um, the first day of the podcast. So I dropped it today. Today's the release day. And I was so nervous. I don't know why. Because, you know, spoken truth was a thing. So it's not like I'm new to dropping a podcast, but I'm new to dropping the podcast by myself. Because we wouldn't be sitting here today if spoken truth was never a thing. And I haven't gotten any feedback as to whether or not people even actually like the episode today. Well, that's because I just posted it. So let me see. I don't really think it has any listens yet. I just posted it. Yeah. It doesn't really have much. Um... I was very nervous dropping that podcast episode because one, I just didn't look the best. Honestly, I just filmed it just so I can get out the way. But it's up now. It's live. So, you know, the hardest part is just starting. So I started and that's good. So um, today, I feel like I'm just starting this all messed up and discombobulated. Usually I film in the morning, first thing in the morning. But this morning, y'all... I went to a cycling class. I love a cycling class. First of all, we need to talk about how, how do I say this? The girls that go to cycling don't play. My eyelashes falling off. If y'all see my eyelash falling off during this episode, please disregard. Because I used to do my makeup all the time before filming. You know, when we had spoken truths and stuff. But I don't... I'm home. Like, imagine just beating your face just to walk 
two steps across the bathroom to come sit in the room and talk to a microphone at home. It's just, it's not the same for me. So, you know, I hope you don't mind the bare face, but I did put some lashes on. That's it. But then what was I just talking about? Before the lashes? Dang. What was I talking about before the lashes? I don't know. But welcome back to this week's episode of These Spots. I am so thankful to have you here. Oh, I got Chick-fil-A. Oh, I was talking about the gym. Yeah, I went to cycling class today. I was so excited. I love cycling class. There's something about workout classes that just makes you feel good. But it's really all about who you go to and going to the right instructor. I love a workout class. I haven't been able to work out for like three three weeks, but I'm back and I'm better. Y'all know I was always talking about my workout grind on Smoking Shoes, and it's still going. I still weigh the same. So I don't know how well it's going, but it's going. At least I went. That's something. And um, let's get into the meat of the episode. I hope I don't look bad, y'all. I don't know if this chair is loud i'm sorry because i was sitting on that wooden chair if you're watching on youtube hey you can see me if you're not you should be watching on youtube but i was using that wooden chair to sit down and the chair is small i'm a big girl there's a whole lot of body here a whole lot of body and i couldn't do it anymore so i am using this office chair it's a leather so it might start squeaking i hope not but here we are so today's episode, I wanted to just first, you know, say hello, say what's up, talk to y'all and see what's going on. Um, there needs to be like a something. I don't know if it's just me, but there's something going on where just the economy is just, it's not great. Everybody is struggling to make by. Things are just so expensive. There's so much prices went up, but pay has not. If you're struggling to survive financially, you're not the only one. Like, I really think everybody's going through this. The upper class are stressed. The lower class, they've been stressed, but they stress her. Everybody's going through it, so you're not alone. If you're feeling like you're drowning in debt or you're missing something in your life, it's not just you, baby. It's everyone. But so today, let me get into the episode because I just feel like when I start these podcasts, I'm just talking and I can't stay on topic because of the undiagnosed ADHD. So let's actually get into it today. Do I have a check-in on the list? No, I don't have a check-in on the list, but let's do a check-in. Um, It's just me in the room. I'm good. I've been okay. I think I'm growing, you know. I've grown a lot the last year where it's just... On my, I've grown a lot mentally. I've been trying to grow a lot mentally where I don't really try to let things get to me anymore. But now I'm like, is it really that serious? It's not that serious. And that's what I learned. Is it really that serious? So uh, I think my word for the year will be discipline. And yeah, I think it's going to be discipline. Because discipline play, I think discipline is a good word to use because it can cover a lot of different bases. Like discipline in your career, discipline in your relationship, discipline in your 
finances, discipline in your, um, what is it? What's another example? Discipline in yourself, just your habits. Are you trying to cut back on your bad habits or do you know that you have something that you need to cut back on and you're not cutting back on? So I've been trying to work on that. Other than that, I'm good. So let me know how you are in the comments below. But as you can see by the title, it's going to be about why I quit my job as a 911 dispatcher. And a lot of you guys probably didn't know I was a 911 operator. But I was. And that's why I was stressed. So let's get into it. But before we start, like I said, I've been wanting to do this for a while. Like before we even had season one of Spoken Truths completed or even season two. Um... And that's because I just like to hear people's different perspectives on certain things that they did and what they learned from it, or even, you know, just a story or whatever. I don't know. I'm nosy. I'm assuming everybody else is nosy too. Here you are, you listen to a podcast about somebody you don't know. So yeah, I just figured it would be a cool topic to talk about. And originally I wanted to have one of my old coworkers on the podcast but for the sake of time and yeah, for the sake of time and honestly, I don't think that's going to happen. So I'm just going to do it myself and just talk about what that job was like. I did it for a year and a half. It was, uh, it was crazy. And if you're listening to this and we used to work together, hey, if you're listening and you know of me and we used to work together or you know me and we used to work together uh i'm not gonna say your name don't worry um if we were friends you would know because i spoke to you if we weren't cool you would know because i wouldn't speak to you and hey i hope you're not still there terrible huh but other than that let's get into it so how did I get the job? That's a really good question. I'm sure you guys are probably wondering, girl, how did you even get that job? Uh, I was working at a gym and then like one of the people that worked there was a member and sent me the application, had to take a test. Boom, boom, boom. Couple months later, they took a couple months, couple months later, I got the job and I was, I started, I was training. And when I first got presented the, like the idea of doing the job when the job came to me, I was like, mm, I don't really want to do this. Like, this is not something I ever thought about doing ever, ever, ever in my life, but bills, bills had to be paid. A lease was already signed. I had an apartment set that I was going to move into. So I had no choice, but you know, take the job. And it was right, right after college, like right after college, I was like, well, this is great. I mean, like, I was in college not making much. And the job, like, what it paid was not bad. What it paid was not bad. It was, like, a salary job. It was, like, a big girl job. And, you know, I'm about to graduate college. So, the girls, I'm, like, hyped up. I'm about to get a big girl job. And y'all know I'm a job hopper. If you don't know, I'm a job hopper. I should do an episode about all the jobs that I've done. Or all the jobs that I've had. So, I was like, okay, yeah, you know, let me get the job. I'll do it. I'll do it. So, I got offered the position. 
and I was working there. Training itself, I could tell I wasn't going to like the job from day one. Even from day zero, because I've never, that's not something I wanted to do, ever. But you got to start somewhere, right? So the first week of the job, um, I was like not excited. I was nervous. But it's a big girl job, y'all. It's a big girl job. So I went in and um, where it was, it was a predominantly white area. So I was the only African-American girl, which I was, you know, I'm used to. I went to a predominantly white high school, predominantly white college. I'm used to it. Cool. But um, it was in a different, different area of the state than where I was from. So I wasn't, how do I say and give you guys information without giving you guys too much information? I'm not going to tell you where it was. If you know, you know. First of all, nobody listens to the podcast, so. My family knows, my friends know, but where it was located, it was not an area where I was from, not an area where I even frequented or even visited before working there. So when I got the job, it was like, okay, cool. These people would seem interesting, but during training, so we had to train for a couple of weeks. It was kind of like school during training. Like I was very quiet. And like, the thing about me is if I'm quiet, I'm not comfortable at all. Quiet me means I'm very uncomfortable. And I can't really, like, control that. I have to... Whenever I walk into a room, it sounds so cliche and so pick me and so, like, girl, what? But I swear to God, y'all, if I'm uncomfortable, I can't speak to you. And it's like, I'm not even trying to say it in, like, in a bratty way. Like, I physically... The words the words won't come out of my mouth. See now? The words won't come out of my mouth because this is, like... I don't know. It's either I feel comfortable with somebody and I'm like, okay, cool. And then, and then the conversation flows naturally. To me, if the conversation is not flowing naturally, I'm not comfortable. So if I'm not comfortable, I'm not going to sit there and force it. So I was just like, okay, well, I don't know. Like I couldn't put my finger on it. I don't know what it was. But for some reason, every time I was there, I just didn't want to socialize. I didn't really want to do anything. And that year that I got the job was like, a rough year for me so yeah that year was not not good at all at all it's terrible so I wasn't really like in the socializing mood but you know like I just went to go to work I'm very much I go to work I get my money I leave let's get into the job itself so if you ever watch like a movie or like, anything about public safety or like 911 operators or something like that it's pretty much like kind of what you see on TV Everybody sits at a cubicle, we're on the phone, some people have uniforms, like, we didn't have uniform uniforms, but it was like, pretty much had uniforms. Everyone wore the same thing. Um, They're on the phone, asking you questions. There was multiple computer screens, I believe there was about five of them. Yeah, we had five. Yeah, five computer screens you have to look at. All at once while you're on the phone. And so the first two, three weeks of training, I was terrible, y'all. So let's say the job is in Clayton County. Everybody from the job lives in Clayton County, but but I'm from Fulton County. So I'm driving into Clayton County every single day and I'm driving back home to go, you know, back to Fulton County after the shift. 
So I didn't know the area. And I felt like a lot of the times, like people will make you feel, oh, okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. What was I talking about? So um, a lot of the times I was not from that county. So I never been around that area. I was just there just to work. So the first couple of weeks of training was okay. I kind of, I already knew I was going to hate the job. Like there was a point where three weeks after I started working, I was looking for a new job. But I was like, damn, this pays well. And I already sacrificed something for this job so I could take the job. Like I had to pay rent. Like it's, it's, you know, I have to take it. So I took the job and I would say when I first started, I was terrible, like so bad. And it's really crazy because you know how they say, oh, like, oh my God, you ever call somewhere and the employee just doesn't know what they're talking about. And you'd be like, oh my God, they just hire anybody. Yeah. They quite literally hire anybody. They'll hire you as long as you could pass the test in the training you're hired like you don't have to be street smart you don't have to have everything memorized like the back of your hand as long as you can pass that training the 90-day training and the little test in the beginning you you're hired so they they really just hired the wrong person i'm telling y'all like the first couple weeks of the job i was terrible i remember my first call that i got where somebody wasn't breathing and they needed cpr and I complete like I sent the ambulance to the wrong house in a different town, and I was like, "Oh shit!" I everybody made mistakes. We all made mistakes. I was not the best that I could have been the first couple weeks of the job, but you know, a girl like me. Once I get comfortable, once I do something over and over again, I start to get better, improvements are made. And so then I felt like I was getting pretty good at the job when I was about, we'll say on month six. Month six, I felt like, okay, I feel pretty good. I feel pretty comfortable. But it was just, as time went on, I just got more and more sad i just hated it more every single time i had to pick up the phone i was angry i saw i would leave work i would leave work just pissed i would leave work like my mom would call me and i'm like mom i'm not talking to you right now i can't talk to you right now like i'm just i can't talk to you i would come home my boyfriend would be over and i'm like i'm sorry boyfriend like i know i just came home from work but just don't talk to me so it was like mentally it took me a while to separate the like having to bring that stuff home with me. Like the stuff that I would have to deal with all day. Like the calls all day. But. um, And also the area that I worked in. I don't really think it was like the safest area. Like I just. Again like I wasn't from the area. So people would be talking about. Like oh like have you been to. Let's say this restaurant is called. The Perfume. Have you been to The Perfume. Everybody's talking about, yeah, I love the perfume. Yeah, the perfume has the best pasta. The perfume spread bangs. I'm like, oh, I ain't never heard of the, the perfume. What street is the perfume on? So, like, and I'm not one to, I don't care to be in the mix. So, I was always just by myself. Like, I didn't really talk to people. And I don't like when you go into a job and you're not speaking and people are asking you why you're not talking. First of all, look at the time. We didn't think we started work at 7 a.m. Yeah, and I had to be like 6. 
I was there like by 6.50, 6.55 a.m. every day. What do you mean why I'm not talking at 6.55 a.m.? I'm not awake. What made me quit? I was at work one day. And I think I was having like a, a really bad breakdown. I was having breakdowns almost every other day. But that one particular day was not it for me. What happened? I think I got a call. I got a call and I just knew like I can't do this anymore. Like it just it just told me, it confirmed to me that this is just not what I want to do. I don't like it here. I hate it here. Absolutely hated it there. And the fact that I don't know, and like a part of me feels like I should have stayed because everybody hates their job, right? I'm not the only one that has a job that they hate. But I didn't like the fact that I had a job that I hate that could cause harm or could affect other people because I wasn't putting my all into a job. Like I, when you're a 911 operator, you have to focus and stuff. And it was hard for me to focus on the job that I hated. So, and I was like, that's not fair to people over the phone. Like, I don't care. Oh, it's good to say that I don't care. I don't care. I didn't care for anything. I didn't care for the people. I didn't care for none of it. I I was just miserable. Like, I was so sad. I hated it. So one day I took a break. I was walking in the parking lot. I said, I'm done. I was bawling my eyes out, crying. I just knew, like, I was like, I'm done. I can't do it anymore. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. So I went back inside. I wrote out my two-week notice on a piece of paper that I had. I feel like I asked them for a piece of paper. Like, I took their piece of paper, wrote my two-week notice, but I carried it around with me for, like, two more days. I went back to work for, like, two more days. Didn't hand it in because I was like, damn. And at the time, like, this is still happening now, but jobs are hard to find nowadays. Before 2022 or 2023, we'll say 2022, you can get a new job in two weeks. You can quit a job and find a new one in two weeks. I'm telling y'all because I was doing it. I was a job hopper, yes. You can find a job in two weeks, but... At the time that I quit, I said, this is a big risk because jobs aren't, it's not as easy to come by a job like it was before, but I just knew like I had to do what was best for me. So I gave him a two week notice. Um, My boss at the time, he was cool. He talked to me. He was like, damn, why? I said, I just can't do it. This is not for me. He said, yeah, I could tell by how you come in here every single day. And I wasn't talking to nobody. Um, so then I quit. And ever since then, I've been good. Like, I'm telling y'all, the first four months after I quit was the best four months for me mentally. My mind was clear. I was content. Did I regret quitting the job? I I don't. Even now, I have to, like, sometimes I think about, like, damn, girl. Yeah, the money was good. It wasn't it wasn't no six figures, y'all. But for what it was, and you know, I was living alone. I had my own apartment. Like, you know, I'm a single girl. Like it was doing enough for me. I was able to get my lashes done consistently. And I could never do that before. I was able to get my nails done consistently, and I never did that before. I was able to I went on a couple trips. I was buying myself stuff. Like it was 
it was nice to have that steady that cushion but it came with a big price you know my mental health so once i quit i had to think about okay okay do you regret this girl mm, no i don't really regret it i regret uh let's not say regret I don't regret it, but I do wish that I was still getting some money. But, you know, whatever whatever happened, happened. And so, um, now that I worked that job, and I've experienced it. So, I have a list of things that I always tell people, like a list of lessons that I've kept in the back of my head. Or, like, some calls that I've memorized and the outcome of them. Or, I don't know. Here's some things that I wouldn't do as a 911 operator and some things that I think some people should be mindful of because like you don't know what you don't know. And there's no such thing as a stupid question because people will call like and ask like, what do I do in this situation? But you have to remember like a lot of people, that's their first time experiencing that situation. So I learned a lot from that job. I would say that job taught me patience. It taught me to be grateful for my health. It taught me to be more aware of my surroundings, who to trust, who not to trust, um, basic life-saving skills. I feel like I could really tackle anything. I feel like I can do any job possible. I, I really feel like, I don't know, the experience I got for that place, even though, yes, it sucked. Like, it's it was terrible. It was terrible. It was terrible. But I think that I needed to go through that and experience what I did experience and hear other people's perspectives and see how other people live their life like it made when I left I told myself I wouldn't I don't want to be miserable and hating my job at 45 because a lot of people over there were miserable and hating their job at 45 or they felt like like their life was over or a lot of people had regrets about things they should have did when they were younger or how their plans didn't go through or you know like the plans that they had for themselves like they just didn't work hard enough it just nothing happened so here they are and they've been working there for like 30 years so i told myself like okay yeah i don't want to be like y'all that's for sure i want to be happy i don't want to be like, imagine going into a job that you hate for 25 30 years adios mio i could never why that's such a long time and like some people would say like i'm too old i can't look for another job like yes you can i don't know y'all but as somebody who was just sitting there listening and hearing other people's like stories and seeing how other people live their life it made me realize how i what i don't want in life but <coughs> oh my god all this talking it's taking my my voice away <coughs> i don't normally talk this much y'all so Okay, let's wrap this up because my voice is, whoo. So what I wouldn't do as a regular civilian from a former 911 operator, you need to stop leaving your car on and running when you go into like a Wawa or 7-Eleven or like a convenience store. It literally, it takes less than 10 seconds to steal a car, especially if you leave the keys inside and the car running. You guys understand, like, people will steal your car in two seconds. When you go warm up your car in the morning, lock it. 
Don't walk away and go inside, not even for two seconds. And you can think like, oh yeah, I live in a nice area. Nobody's going to come rob me. Y'all got to understand that you live in a nice area, but 15 minutes or 20 minutes up the street is Gotham City. So, and they have cars. They will easily mosey their way down to the nice part of the neighborhood or the nice part of the county and steal your car. Lock your car. Lock your car. Every single morning I would say, yeah, I'm going to get at least two people calling about how the car got stolen by 8 a.m. And it always happened. Um, oh my gosh. It taught me the importance of having a baby with a person that is sane or like just the importance of be careful who you have a baby with. A lot of baby mama drama, a lot of baby daddy drama, a lot of custody battles, a lot of domestic violence. Um, just be careful who you have children with or even who you're in a relationship with. It can get really bad. One, once things get bad, that person will be petty as hell and they don't give a fuck about you. They'll take you to court, do what they got to do, call the police on you, snitch, be careful or wrap it up. Um, do not open your door for strangers. If there's a complete stranger at your door, Somebody you never met. Even if they have a basket of cookies saying, oh, I'm the new neighbor. I just moved three houses down the street. Mm. Yeah. As for proof. As for proof. Don't open the door for strangers. Absolutely not. A lot of bad stories. A lot of bad things happen. Don't open the door for people you don't know. Um, Another thing that I don't think a lot of people realize is I want to make this the last thing because I feel like this is getting long. Your address. So I, when I was working, whatever, the biggest thing, the biggest, biggest thing there is address because they need to know where to go. I think it was who knows where, who, where, what, who, when, and how. No, it was where, what, who, when, and weapons. Those were the five W's or was it four W's? I don't know. But the where was the number one thing. Address, address, address. A lot of people would call 911 and say, I'm at the school. I need police. I'm at the park up the street. Can I get a cop here? Hey, I'm down by the Wawa. I need a police here. Bye. Or they'll be like, I'm up the perfume. I'm at the perfume restaurant. You know that one. I need a police here right now. Bye. I'm not answering any more questions. I don't. Do you guys understand? Do people understand that? Like whatever you see in the movies about how the police automatically have your location as soon as you call it. it, That's not true. Like, okay. How it worked from for where I was at was it takes about like a good 60 seconds 
to two minutes to get a like an exact location sometimes or um sometimes there's no location at all depending on what kind of phone number or what kind of phone you use to call so you need to know where you are and i understand like emergencies happen like yes i get it when i tell you some people would even take time they wouldn't even take time to look up and look for a road sign before you call 911 if you can get the address and stop telling them what's going on if you don't tell them where to go or people would like not know what town they're in i get it like because i drive i drive too sometimes i'm just driving 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 i'm like oh look at this cute little town i don't know what it's called but if something happens okay i'm gonna pull up google maps and like just track my location to see where i am exactly before calling 911 if you can do that, do that. Because it's not like the movies. And some people will call 911 on like, you know how when you butt dial 911 on your phone? Like when your phone is locked and you butt dial 911, they don't have your phone number. They don't have your location. They don't know where you are because you're calling from an unknown number. Like that, there's no information connected to that phone number. They can't even call you back. Because if they call back a 911 number, it calls back into the 911 center. So, if you're going to call 911, you need to have an address. Like, I don't, if you don't know where you are, ask somebody, Google Maps. Um, Somebody will know. You need an address. Like, I, it was, it would piss me off every single time. Like, they would say, oh, you guys are 911. You know where I am? You know where I am? Come find me. I need police right now. Bye. Oh, well, then I hope you can fight because they ain't coming because they don't know where you are. Just because you called doesn't mean they know where you are. It it was just like there's so many ignorant people. And I just don't understand. Like, it's okay not to to, not to know, but you become ignorant when you refuse to listen to somebody trying to give you life saving advice. Like, I think people forgot that you called us. So, how are you going to get mad when I'm trying to help you? And it's I, I get it. You don't have the address. But you have to help me help you here, bucko. It's not a one-way street. But, um, yeah. And another thing. If you see a car accident and there's cars around that accident, you don't have to call 911 because I'm sure somebody already called. Everybody call back to back to back to back to back. Relax. One person, just one person because you're calling into the same center, okay? But um, I got to go, y'all. I have a job interview coming up soon. We'll see where it goes. I, I think it's a scam, but let's see if I can scam them before they scam me. I don't know. But thank you for listening. I don't know how this episode came out. I feel like I was just blabbering like I do every week. But if you stayed this long, thank you. Illy, love you. Um, I'll talk to you guys next week. <coughs> I'm sorry, my voice is... Ooh, I need to drink some tea next time before I record. But thank you for listening or watching the Spot Podcast. And I will talk to you next week. Bye.